This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to lock into Divisional Weekend with You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ah, so much good stuff coming up over the course of the program. Super Bowl MVP market. We'll fill out our bracket. We'll be joined by Jason Lockenfora. We'll give you prop bets for today. And best bets. But for now, we continue to talk about the... uh, (laughs) But for now, we continue our conversation on the Ravens and the Texans from Baltimore. And, uh, you know... Looks like the weather is going to be okay. And for people that are thinking, well, why are we talking about the weather? You know, earlier this week, there were some concerns that we might have like 25 mile per hour winds, which would obviously impact the passing games, which impacts the total. And honestly, you're thinking about this intelligently, kind of impacts the way you sit down and, and handicap the game. So it looks like this is going to be, a, it's going to be cold, but it doesn't look like we'll have really adverse uh, weather conditions. Uh, we gave you the injury information just to reiterate. No Mark Andrews for Baltimore. No Marlon Humphrey for the Baltimore Ravens. And I didn't mention this only because it happened like six days ago, but Noah Brown out for the season for the Texans placed on season ending IR. So we expect like John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson to step up alongside Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz in the Texans pass catching core. Ken, let's talk about the side and total now of the game and some of our opinions on where we stand. What do you uh, what do you got for us here with Baltimore and Houston game number one? Well, I just I remember, you know, you and I sitting in Vegas for week one of the NFL season. And uh, four years ago, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it. When was the last Olympics? <laughs> that's, that's, that's when we were doing this. Um, but we're sitting there, and like, imagine if someone had turned to you during week one, been like, "Oh, you know that? You know that Ravens Texans game that you're like not really paying attention to in the top left corner, where Baltimore has like a comfortable multi-score lead." Yeah, that's going to be like a divisional playoff game in at the end of the season. And the funny thing is. Uh, the, the betting market in quote unquote this rematch from week one where is is the betting market's kind of the same it's like Baltimore more than a touchdown and yet the two like we couldn't know more about two teams than than the, the difference between week one and now we know so much more about what both teams are and yet we've kind of settled in the same place where the Ravens are at home and the Ravens are rated much better and they're going to be more than a touchdown favorite in the game just crazy that like I would never have thought watching that game Stroud's first start ever in the NFL. He didn't look particularly good. We also didn't know at the time the Ravens had like an all-time defense in terms of when that game was going on and Stroud would go on to have a lot of success. Just a couple interesting things. I think about this market, some of them apply to the next market we'll talk about too with San Francisco and Green Bay, but just kind of like worth knowing or thinking about the game this way. First would be like, I'll be really curious how Stroud plays in this environment versus a lot of the other environments that he's played in so far in both his college and NFL career, obviously went to Ohio State. Now at Ohio State, like, you have the best of everything, right? You have the best offensive line, you have the best receivers. You're always going to kind of be set up in a position of success, put in a position to succeed. 
he really didn't play a lot of games that are going to resemble this from like a temperature standpoint. College football stops playing Thanksgiving weekend. So there's not really like a crazy cold weather game. He played in a game at, at Northwestern. I remember really well. It's the game that lost him the Heisman Trophy, probably. Played in a game at Northwestern where there was a really strong wind. I think he threw for like 50 yards in the game or something like that. Maybe that's unfair. It just points to the fact we haven't seen him in these conditions a lot. And you look at the Texans schedule. And you go down the list. Obviously, they play their home games in Houston. Uh, play a lot of uh, played in a lot of domes to close the season. Played a home playoff game last week. You go and you go like, are there any games that tell you like how is this guy going to respond in like a pretty adverse setup? Like hostile road crowd, a team in Baltimore that has a tremendous home field advantage and really negative weather. It could be really cold and, and a little bit windy. It just calls into question like, is it going to look the same as it looked like? He's been so good the entire year, number one in the NFL in a lot of statistics. Uh, missed a couple games with a concussion. If you go by per game, maybe the best quarterback in the NFL this year, him and Purdy and Lamar Jackson. And yet, like, you just can't help thinking, like, is this going to be a little different? Like, you kind of picture how the game's going to play out, the defense, the weather. And it's also just worth noting, I feel like some of our affection for Stroud and what we saw last week is, is baked into this betting market. In both situations today with the big favorites, like the dog is going to look appealing because we just watched the quarterback of the underdog absolutely light up a team last weekend. And we didn't watch the one seeds play. They were off. So kind of human nature would lead us to the idea that the Texans and the Packers are really cooking right now and they could do some damage and they could make a deep run in the tournament. And although that can happen, I actually feel like that's reflected in the price that I actually feel like both favorites are actually better than this number in terms of the team that they're playing against. Look, I can be wrong and, the, and Stroud can be great. Jordan Love can be great and the teams can win. That's just when I see nine and a half, again, with like historically good regular season teams, uh, it just kind of like gives me a little pause. So I think the market sets up really interesting with that in mind. I, I definitely agree with you with the Niners-Packers game. This point spread, just my opinion, I think this one's okay. Baltimore a little less than 10. I do think San Francisco should be a double-digit favorite. And we'll talk about that game right now. Uh, you mentioned, Ken, some of the best quarterbacks of the season. C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, also like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like some of the greats. It's worth noting that since week nine, Jordan Love's touchdown-to-interception ratio, 21 to one, which I'm pretty sure was the Undertaker's record after he lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania record after he lost to Lesnar at WrestleMania yeah. 30. The one in the one in 21 and one. Lesnar so and there love. you go. Forever a little, connected. yeah. A little, uh, a little, little. I was there, by the way. WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, Gr great event. Super Bowl next year in New Orleans. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Let's get let's get back to football. Let's talk some football. Uh, so Jordan Love's been absolutely sensational, and there's a case to be made. And and look, like he's not the best quarterback in the league. I'm not saying that. There's a case to be made. He's playing like the best quarterback in the league right now. So again, everyone, listen to my words. Jordan Love is not the best quarterback in football. At least not yet. But there's a case to be made that he's playing like the best quarterback in football right now. Which is why, Ken, I think that there's some optimism in Green Bay keeping it close today, tonight, on the road at the San Francisco 49ers, a team that has tortured the Green Bay Packers in the postseason as of late, beating them a couple times, obviously, in the in the uh, LaFleur-Shanahan era. So San Francisco against Green Bay coming up tonight. Niners off like a double bye almost, right? Sitting a lot of their players in the final week of the regular season, a loss to the LA Rams, and then having the week off last week, taking on a Packers team fresh off an annihilation last Sunday against the Cowboys in Dallas. And somehow Mike McCarthy will keep his job. God bless him. Where do we stand right now, Ken? Niners and Packers coming up Saturday night. 
Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, how good was he in the playoff game? So good that the franchise that he beat, like, questioned all of their life choices after the game. <laughs> like, who should our coach and double be? Down. Who should our coordinators be? Good yeah. Luck. And then ended up deciding it, it should actually be exactly the same group that just got annihilated. But, like, when you make a franchise, like, do that, you make the owner of the team give that press conference after the game, like, you probably did something really good. Uh, and they were a touchdown dog in the game. And uh, now they're about nine and a half in this game against San Francisco being the Packers. So Niners, two weeks off, and especially the week off last week for everybody. Uh, you know, usually, again, just my opinion, usually I feel like you see that baked into the market a little more. But in both cases today, you got that, you got a feisty underdog. You got a quarterback that's on fire in both games. That's kind of creating some interesting betting markets. The Niners opened a nine and a half point favorite. Uh, I will say that the Ravens game seems unlikely to move like all the way to 10, although there is some interest in the Ravens this morning, feels like that's gonna stay nine and a half. This is actually more 10 now than nine and a half in terms of San Francisco. So there's been some bets on the Niners in the last 24 hours that have moved this market. Um, that could be maybe pessimism about whether corner Jair Alexander is gonna play for the Packers. Could be a, a couple different things, but Niners getting bet. Uh, so I would, I would actually call them a 10 point favorite right now in the game. And the total much higher than the Ravens game. It's worth noting though, might be rain like throughout the game here. And I, I'm not saying that that's going to be like a super impactful thing. Jordan Love and Brock Purdy, like in weather games, probably not. A, I mean, Brock Purdy has only been in the league for a couple of years. There's really not enough to draw conclusions about like what rain would do in a game like this. But it seems like it's not going to be like ideal temperatures. Total still much higher than the cold game we're going to see in Baltimore. And because of the defenses and stuff involved, 50 and a half. And that's been the same basically the entire week. So I think the Niners, we're going to be able to call them just 10 here pretty soon. All the nine and a halfs are getting bet on the board uh, and a much higher total than we saw in the first game. Uh, Packers cornerback Jair Alexander, their number one cornerback, being called a game time decision by Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, tweaked his ankle towards the end of uh, the loss, la the win last week on the road in Dallas. Alexander um, intercepted Dak Prescott in that game. He's their best cornerback. That will obviously matter a lot. We'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff when the actives and inactives come out if indeed Jair Alexander is going to play in the game. We'll move to Sunday's games in a second. I just refreshed, Ken, my BetMGM screen. BetMGM, of course, our show sponsor, the King of Sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com. San Francisco at BetMGM remains a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. For the people that are listening to the show live and watching the show live, is it your recommendation, Ken? And, like, this does not mean that the bet is definitely going to win if you say the answer to this question is yes. But uh, should, should people, if they're interested in the Niners, like head to the king of sportsbooks to bet San Francisco now with the expectation being that San Francisco will close 10 before kickoff or likely to close 10 before kickoff? I mean, you're being a really good company man right now. Like, let's be honest, you know, like, should they, should they head to <laughs> just give some advice to people? Should they head to the king of sports books? MGM, <laughs> well, yeah, obviously of download the app and do all this stuff. No, it's just, it's funny. Uh, I mean, I, I could frame it even more generally than that. Uh, if you like a side, you should go bet the best number on that side, <laughs> whatever, whatever the side is. If you like the Packers, you should go find a 10. But yeah, if you like the Niners in the game, look, I, I like both favorites today to a certain extent. I like the Niners probably a little more than the Ravens. Um, but I just feel like the... I don't know, noise about the two quarterback performances last week. And it's not just noise. Like, they had perfect passer ratings. They were so good. Strong They're awesome. Love, but, like, but, like, we got it. Like, everyone saw it. It's all anyone's talking about. I actually feel like it's made its way into these betting markets to a certain extent. And now we're seeing the favorites start to get a, bet a little bit today, which I agree with. Like, I think they both need like, historically good teams with a week off. Remember a week off used to be good? Now it's like, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's going to be rusty. Like, really? 
Like a buy used to be awesome. It used to be the thing that you wanted. I guarantee these teams wanted it. Uh, it's just really interesting to see what's happening in both games. So yeah, like look, if if you like the Niners in the game and you can find nine and a half minus one ten, which bet MGM's dealing, then that's going to be better than betting minus ten. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, did I mention that bet MGM is the king of sports books? It's you better he bets countdown to kickoff with uh, Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Uh, best bets coming up to close the show uh, a little over an hour from now. Jason Lockhand for Odyssey Sports NFL Insider joins us next hour on the program. Uh, Ken, let's turn from Saturday to Sunday and talk about the first game coming up tomorrow. And that is the Detroit Lions playing on Divisional Weekend for the first time since 1858. Can't wait to see it. They're gonna be, the crowd's going to be bloodthirsty tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. And they will host Baker Mayfield... Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fresh off a demolition of the lifeless, brain-dead Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. So Lions and Bucks coming up on Sunday, despite what some reporters might think and say, this game will be played indoors, so no weather concerns coming up in the Motor City. Ken, what do we have right now, side in total? Lions and Bucks, winner of this game, improbably will advance to the NFC Championship game. It's great. It's just, I, I said this with Houston and Baltimore. I'll stop. I'll be able to stop his saying historically good teams when we go to Sunday, by the way, because, because these teams aren't, and especially these two. Uh, so we don't have to use that term anymore. Much like with Houston, Baltimore, we're in Vegas for week one of the NFL season. Tap you on the show big. Hey, this is going to be a divisional playoff. Houston, this game, Houston, Baltimore, Stroud, he's a rookie. It's going to be a, a, imagine if like Tampa and Detroit played in the middle of the season. It was uh, week six. I think something like that. They, in October, yeah. they played. They played a boring game that you would never want to watch. The Lions won the game 20 to 6. 20 to 6. And ima- again, imagine being like, hey, you know, you know that barn burner that you just watched in Tampa Bay, 20 to 6? Divisional game. <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> like the hell happened? Um, what happened to the good teams? So it just it's just really, really funny that this is the setup we get. It's obviously part of it's the seeding, part of it's that the Lions took care of business against the Rams, which was really impressive. Also stopped the Rams in the red zone a bunch, or they would have scored about 60 points in the game. The market for this game has moved in the last 48 hours, and the interest in the game has been in Tampa. So Detroit opened about a six and a half point favorite. That's where we were all week, and then sometime yesterday during the show. The six and a half started to get bet. So Tampa started to get bet a little bit. And now our consensus price in this game is Detroit just a six point favorite. Uh, The total in the game, and remember I mentioned 20 to six. So you can have some concerns, even though Baker Mayfield and the Tampa passing offense is cooking recently, like like last week uh, against the Eagles. Total in this game is 49 and a half still. Uh, and there are a couple 50s on the board. And we've had guests and on this week. And that's been bet up all of them, recently. Yeah, all of them have liked the over, too. The guests that we have on the show. Like, nobody has really made the under case in this game yet. I'll just say, like, I, I think it's, it makes sense to like the over in the game based on what the two offenses have done. They also played a game week six that was 20 to six. Tampa's offense did absolutely nothing in the game. Just worth keeping in mind, I think, as part of the handicap. Yeah, so we'll give you more on the Lions and Bucks on the other side. We'll talk about the, the side and interest in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and if we kind of agree with that interest on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then we will get to the main events of divisional weekends. The game of the weekends maybe the game of the season. The best rivalry in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. The Bills and the Chiefs from Buffalo. We'll also hit you with the Super Bowl MVP market as well. Coming up next to wrap up our number one countdown to kickoff divisional Saturday in the NFL with Nick and Ken on the BetQL Network.